We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can get all your Pack-A-Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack-A-Day Podcast. And remember, you can always subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And, of course, you can always check us out at CheeseheadTV.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am here with Andrew Mertig and Maggie Loney. We're super excited to be here for this very special episode to get into the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, but we're going to start today with our emotional well-being. How are you guys doing? Hey, Kyle. It's late. But you know what time it is? What time is it? It's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. I don't care. I, I heard I heard there were some rumors floating around the internet this afternoon but it does not matter to me. It's still draft day. We still got 32 picks today, and I'm I'm just I'm just totally locked in on the draft. That's what I'm focused on. Doing good, Maggie. How are you doing? I'm really tired, <laughs> and I don't I don't want to really hear the words Aaron or Rogers until July, but that's not gonna happen. So here we are. But I'm I'm with you, Andrew. The draft is here. I'm got all my you know obligations out of the way today for the first round and now I can just kind of kick back and chill and watch the rest of it unfold so I'm excited for that 
Certainly wanted just to check in with you guys uh, because I care about you. And this day was insane. And all of our nerves were a little bit wrecked, I believe, all day long. And it started long before the draft actually began there in Cleveland. Adam Schefter, of course, broke the news that Aaron Rodgers is disgruntled with the Packers and his relationship with Green Bay may be a little bit on the rocks. Uh, the most painful words that were heard were, of course, that Aaron Rodgers is so upset that he may not want to return to the team in 2021. And then, of course, the trade speculation and the rumors start swirling. We saw lots of smoke around Twitter, around the Denver Broncos, and some relatively trustworthy sources saying that a deal was a real possibility between Denver and Green Bay for our MVP quarterback. Uh, But pick nine, the Broncos pick, came and went. Uh, They selected Patrick Sertain, and I think some nerves were calmed a little bit when that happened. Those picks leading up to that kind of checked to see if uh, that number nine pick was going to turn into a Green Bay selection, but it did not. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Charles Rodgers, is still a Green Bay Packer of this moment that we know of. So that's kind of what transpired today. Again, we've talked about our emotional well-being, but a lot of things happening today. How are you guys feeling about this Rodgers situation that we've kind of felt there was some things like kind of happening in the background, working on contracts and obviously the frustration with Jordan Love pick last year. But how are you guys doing with it today? I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, I think it, it was all blown up. And um, to me, at the end of the day, this is Aaron Rodgers trying to leverage to get a contract extension to get the commitment from the Green Bay Packers that he is their guy and that they're going to, you know, sort of go whatever the quote-unquote all-in is in the NFL. Here's the deal. The Packers have invested everything they possibly can into keeping the core together of the number one ranked offense in the NFL. And if that's not good enough for Aaron Rodgers, I literally don't understand what could be. So for me, this is sort of a moot point. The Packers don't want to move Aaron Rodgers. They have him under contract for three more years. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play, I guess he's just going to retire or sit out. But I don't think the Packers should give in to his trade demands. And and I don't think they will. I, I think they're going to force him to play through next year. And then we'll see what happens at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of tension and anxiety given what happened with Brett Favre you know if Brett Favre had retired a Packer this would be uncharted territory and that would you know and maybe maybe we'd all be having different conversations but because of the way that the last Hall of Famer ended their career in Green Bay it it's jarring and I think it's scary for a lot of Packer fans especially those that were kind of young on the tail end of the Brett Favre situation this is the quarterback that they grew up with now going through kind of those same motions. So we talked about this a little bit pre-show. You you have two very different camps where there's the people that, you know, I think it was Jacob Westendorf that said something like, Brett Favre walked on water to me, so this, like, you can't hurt me anymore. <laughs> and then you have the people that were a little bit younger or grew up just with Aaron Rodgers being their guy that don't really know how to feel about this because you've re- repeatedly heard Aaron Rodgers say he wants to be the quarterback. So... To me, I think what's so interesting about all this is kind of, Andrew, like you were saying, you know, the Packers gave him his all-pro left tackle. 
There's talks that they wanted to extend Devontae Adams. They brought back Big Dog. Like, you talk about probably his three best friends on the team. And if we're hearing now that he doesn't want to play for the Packers, I think it's just kind of a jarring thought that why not? You know, you've got your guys all around you. This is maybe the best opportunity you'll have to run it back before you get traded to a team that is going to be rebuilding worse than the Packers will be. So understand all the sides of it, but I I do at the end of the day in my heart feel like it's kind of being overblown for, like you said, contract talks and maybe we'll see an extension by the end of the weekend instead of uh, him in different Jersey colors. (laughs) It does feel like there are so many factors in this. I mean, it's fresh. Lots of people are tweeting about it. I shared that it is, it takes some discernment to, just discern which people you should listen to because everyone's going to want to get in on this conversation. Um, It's what everyone's clicking on. And so you have to be a little bit careful what you believe and what is a little bit sensationalized that's out there. And I think the most concrete things that were reported today is that there is a little bit of a dispute between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers regarding his contract. And it's been openly discussed that it is a new or a revised contract for him. And so, I mean, that's good news. We wanted that to happen um, as far as him getting a new one. So that's the concrete piece. The thing that was kind of tagged into this was that it was also mentioned that he is so frustrated that he may not want to return to the team in 2021. And so that is not the central piece of, I think, what is being reported. That sounds like something that could be a little bit more muddy um, and could have been, you know, it's coming from Schefter. So we, you know, of all the reliable sources, but that is something that could be interpreted or could have been said to someone, maybe that Rodgers may not have even fully communicated to the Green Bay Packers. I think the most interesting thing is why today? Why on draft day does this information come out? And the only thing I can think of is if if there was a little bit of a wish that Aaron Rodgers would just say, if you guys just traded Jordan Love, like that would that would do away with this tension and we can move on with me as the future. Obviously, I don't think the Packers are going to do that. Uh, they don't want to give that leverage away and maybe give in to their quarterback to make those kinds of decisions. Um, but we know just recently Aaron Rodgers – has recently said that he would like to finish his career in Green Bay. So if that were to have changed drastically, that would be a fairly recent change, uh, but something that I guess we now have to monitor and see where this goes. Yeah, I, I think I think those are all fair points. And, you know, I, I think people were getting really far ahead of themselves. And, and certainly there was a lot leaked out, um, which I, I think was largely uh, due to the ESPN machine where they sort of recycle each other's stories. So somebody somebody reports something and then that becomes the news. And and so it just gets regurgitated by ESPN sources, whereas I thought, you know, somebody somebody else probably much more intelligent than I pointed this out on Twitter. But NFL Network had a much more rational conversation around Aaron Rodgers than ESPN, which was just sort of hyping itself on it. Um, But anyways, I'm guessing people want to hear about the draft tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that what we're here for? (laughs) I don't know. So, yes, we are super excited to be here. We've been looking forward to the show four weeks and you guys after a long long night it felt like um the packers did the unthinkable 
And they did not trade up as we suspected that they might. They actually stayed at pick 29 and had a really, really healthy board falling to them. Lots of players that we expected would be snatched up much earlier were in play in the 20s into the mid-20s. Greg Newsom was taken at 26 just in front of the Green Bay Packers there to the Browns. Uh, nobody thought he was going to last that long. Rashad Bateman got to 27, went to the Ravens. Uh, when we arrived at pick 29, Tevin Jenkins still on the board. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa still available. Christian Barmore still available, giving me heart attacks that that may actually happen. <laughs> Trayvon Merrig still there. Liam Eikenberg, one of you know Andrew's guys that we talked about just last week. And of course, Elijah Moore. Had my heart going crazy. I thought it was going to happen. Uh, lots of quality players here, right? A great board. I tweeted, it's really hard to imagine the board breaking better for the Packers in a lot of ways. And obviously, uh, they felt pretty good about it, too, because they did just stay put and pick at 29, breaking a lot of Brian Gutekind's trends of late. Uh, but they didn't pick any of those players that I mentioned. With the 29th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, your Green Bay Packers selected Eric Stokes, the cornerback from Georgia. And guys, we've been speculating about this for months. And Maggie was, this is one of your early mock draft selections for the Packers. And so <laughs> after all the drama, the options, the receivers that were in the, you know, the rumor mill, the Packers went exactly where we were expecting that they would early this spring. And they did select a cornerback. So guys, let's get into this a little bit. Let's talk about this newest Green Bay Packer. Eric Stokes. Yeah, and Kyle, don't you feel like the commissioner was like the Green Bay Packers select Eli oh. Eric Stokes? Like that it was a hard E and and I got my hopes up for yeah. you because I know how much you love Elijah Moore. I uh, <laughs> I my I have kids sleeping in the house and so I grabbed a pillow just in case I started screaming, <laughs> which I very quickly threw to the side, but you know, it, it it's it wasn't meant to be. It's okay. So um, I'm just going to give you my rundown of what I saw with Stokes on film. To me, he's a long corner. He's going to win primarily in zone. He's going to be really good against the run. He plays well in press man, um, but it's more limited and off. And I'll talk about why, but he's, he's good moving up against the run. He tackles wide receivers really well in space. Those are all really admirable things. And I think, you know, the Packers defense is, is going to love having that kind of player at cornerback too. He's shown pretty good ball skills. There are times when he's not super dynamic and elevating against high point catches. He's really smart in zone coverage, always seems to be in the right place. And I think that's going to be a big asset with how the Packers plan to use him opposite of Jair Alexander. Um, for me, I had him as my 50, uh, 53rd overall prospect and my eighth or ninth corner kind of kind of two guys that were, were with the same grade. But um, so that's not super high. And, you know, I think people may, may be a little bit alarmed, but I'll tell you why. Um, first of all, here's the positives. He's six feet tall, actually a shade above six feet, um, 194. And you ran a 4.3140. I heard 4.29 on the broadcast. I don't know. Who cares? It's, <laughs> you know, two hundredths of a second. Uh, he's really fast in a straight line, absolutely. But when you take a look at his other testing numbers, his shuttle was really poor. Um, I had two. I wrote down two point seven one, but that that was his RAS score, not not what he ran. That would be superhuman. Um, and his three cone was just okay. So what that's telling me is what I'm seeing on tape that he wasn't particularly good in off man coverage is probably. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Accurate. I don't think that he has the smoothest hips. And so that could be alarming if you were going to try to play Eric Stokes like you play Jair Alexander. But that is not what we assume the plan is here. Uh, you know, when he has his back to the sideline or he's in press, he looks really, really good because he's able to use the physical skills that he has. And I think the Packers could use him kind of like the Rams were using Troy Hill. The difference is Eric Stokes is a heck of a lot better athlete and prospect than Troy Hill ever was. So if they can coach him up quickly to kind of fill in that role, and we may see Kevin King doing that very early, um, but I, I think you could see Stokes by, you know, maybe the the second quarter of the season or, or definitely the second half of the season being that guy at CB2 and being super impactful in that role. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card and if you win, You'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, so Kyle, thank you for reminding everybody that Eric Stokes was my original pick in our mock draft. Um, I... (laughs) I didn't realize how polarizing he was until we ran that episode. And then I also had mocked him for packs, which she said, and there were a ton of people I think that really shied away from him because of some of those agility numbers. But when you look beyond that at him as a prospect in general, I don't know if you can have a more Brian Gutekunst pick. I mean, if you talk about just, you know, all of Twitter has been imploding with whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to get weapons, if he's going to get a tackle, Uh, But Goot trusted his board and he took the fifth corner off the board. And Stokes is just kind of that freaky athlete who I think can develop really well under Jerry Gray. 
I'm all for it, honestly. And do I think he could have been there? You know, we talked about this a little bit pre-show. We think the Packers are going to be aggressive on night two. Maybe if they moved around, packaged some picks, they maybe could have gotten him early in the second round, trading up from 62. Sure. But, you know, Goot got his guy, and that's fine. Four interceptions in 2020, two return for touchdowns. Andrew said runs a blazing 40. Not, of course, the most agile guy, but again, you know, working with Jerry Gray, I think can absolutely change some of that for him. So he'll push Kevin King right out of the gate. I think he could absolutely be competing for a starting spot. If it's not week one, could be by midseason. And he's good. He's a talented football player. He immediately comes in and makes this Packers defense better. And, you know, before all of the drama that happened, I think today, if you said the Packers are going to pick a guy that's going to immediately improve the roster, everybody would have been for it. So is it a wide receiver? No. But is he a talented football player at a position of need? Yes. Yeah, it's not going to surprise anyone that this would not have been my selection. I was fully aboard the Elijah Moore train. I may have even been driving that train, or at least mm-hmm. I felt like I was riding on top with my hair in the wind, all excited about what I thought was about to happen and then didn't. But that said, I don't think that this pick should be upsetting to anyone. Obviously, we expect the Packers were going to take a corner pretty early in this draft. And while Newsom and Farley probably have higher ceilings as players, uh, the injury risk with those guys is is pretty real. Um, and Stokes is a player who has been more durable throughout his career. And I really like that they took the more proven player in Stokes over a guy like Tyson Campbell from the same school in Georgia there. I thought that's something, even with the really poor three-cone time, that they might consider. Uh, but I really like this pick. I think it's solid. I think you like that Stokes got better every year. The ball production wasn't always there early in his career. He was kind of that track athlete, but then in his final year, he put up the four interceptions. And so you see a Brian Gutekind's pick with an elite RAS, 9.37, I believe. And then you also see a player who is still ascending, came in as a raw athlete, who is just still probably learning that corner p- position, but has a really good floor and is a player that's ready to jump in, as Maggie said, and contribute even where he is now, with the sky kind of being the limit. So i uh, feeling pretty good about this selection, even though it's not Elijah Moore. But uh, we, I we get, did... I get, I get two things really quick. Let's Kyle, do it. Before we Let's jump on to the next thing. Number one, hilarious. You are driving the Elijah Moore train. What hair of yours is flowing in Listen. the wind? Listen, I, uh, I I coach a t-ball team for my son, which is pretty uh, you know luxurious gig. But tonight, one of the kids couldn't focus because he noticed that I was bald, and it was like the only thing he just kept asking me over and over again. And I could not explain to him beyond like I just don't have hair, man. Like I don't know what to tell you. But so lots of digs on my hair lately. I don't know what it is, but oh, thank I you don't... for highlighting that. Yeah, I, I pay. I paid that kid on your T-ball team to say that. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is I feel like I slighted Eric Stokes a little bit, right? Like I'm saying, okay, I have him as cornerback eight or nine, whatever. That's true, but I know my board runs a little wacky, and and I will tell you this. Guys that I had in front of him, Paulson Adebo, uh, Ifatu Melifanwu, Trill Williams, um, even the guy who I had alongside of him, Israel Mukwamo, none of those guys were going in the first round, period, right? Like, I, I know what the league thinks of guys like Eric Stokes and the special skills that he has available. He has an underline on my board because his RAS score is, is one of those crazy ones. 
And so he is solidly cornerback five in this class, despite whatever I say, right? Like my board is for me. Um, it, I know it doesn't accurately reflect what the NFL thinks. That's why, you know, we'll get to Tevin Jenkins later. Like, even though I had him pretty low, like I am shocked he didn't go in the first round because I know what the NFL thinks of him or at least what, you know, they're rumored to. And so, um, you know, for Stokes, I think this is a really good value. And you really know going into night two and the rest of the draft, day three, this was a need that the Packers needed to address, not just for this year. Um, But the nice thing for 2021 is your depth at outside cornerback is so much better than it was. Because let's say um, Eric Stokes wins the job or he takes it halfway through the season. If Kevin King is your backup perimeter corner you are psyched about this situation or you can start Kevin King and if something happens you know you have a great fallback plan so that is so much better but you also know going into the rest of this draft you are not going to have to press to meet this need to have someone ready to step in in 2022 that need is taken off the board it's checked off taken care of and then you can get a little bit creative and we'll talk about that later what the Packers may do as we move further into this draft but uh, we did just want to take a couple minutes and talk about some of the other things that happened around the league and highlight some of our favorite picks uh, or team fits, teams that got good value with their selection. Uh, but then we're not going to let everyone off the hook. We're also going to be talking about some of the head-scratching decisions that were made in round one as well. But uh, let's start with the positive things. Andrew, who were some of your favorite picks from one, round one? Yeah, I don't know that there was any singular pick that just blew me out of the water with the value, but there were some really good ones. Caleb Farley to Tennessee at 22, that has the potential to be a repeat of what they did with Jeffrey Simmons. We could look back in three years and see Farley as the best defensive player out of this entire draft. Or, you know, maybe he never plays it down because that back injury is kind of scary. Um, The Vikings trading down and still finding a way to get Christian Darrisaw. That's a major steal uh, in my book. But I think the Bears got the best value of the night, and and that hurts for sure. Getting Justin Fields at pick 11, to me, was a steal, even if it cost them a 2022 first-round pick. He was my quarterback, too. He was my fourth overall player in the draft. You know, the the notes that I had on him, he has the ability to beat you with his legs on design runs and explain man coverage. His release is ultra quick. He throws incredibly well on the run both ways, right and left. Um, my main concern is that he drops his eyes really quickly when the pocket breaks down. So that's a bad habit that you have to break as a young quarterback. Um, but he needs to go to an offense that's going to utilize RPOs and read options early in his career. So it'll be interesting to see if Matt Nagy, um, you know, incorporates a little bit more of, of what we've seen, you know, back when, when he was in Kansas city, um, he, he'd benefit from, you know, four to six games as a backup before starting, certainly with Andy Dalton in the mix, they could do that. Obviously Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are trying to save their jobs with this pick. And, and I do think fields could be an impact player to me, his floor. And I tweeted this, it, his floor is Jalen Hurts, which is at worst a useful player and an improvement on Andy Dalton. But his ceiling is somebody like Dak Prescott, which to me is downright scary. And this this could end up being the fix to the Bears quarterback problems because there were a bunch of teams early on who were goofing around drafting players that shouldn't have gone before Justin Fields. <laughs> I, I do really quick since we're talking about quarterbacks. Uh, we're recording this during the Brian Gutekunst presser. Eric Stokes already spoke with the media. And as is to be expected, everything that is coming out of the Goot presser has been exactly what we kind of talked about. 
He says, no, he is not trading Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. He's the guy that's making everything go. His value to the team is immeasurable. Um, They've been working through this for a while now, and he is confident that Aaron Rodgers will be playing for the Packers next season. So let's just, you know, wait and see where things go. But of course, from Goot, um, trying to douse some of the smoke and the flames that we're seeing around Green Bay and in the media. But to me, um, taking the Homer here pick, at least Homer for my husband, uh, my favorite pick of the night was Greg Newsom to the Browns, which really hurts, obviously. I, for said TV, thought that the Packers could trade up to get him and the fact that he got all the way to 26. You know, he got really close to being available for the Packers. Um I just, that's secondary now with Denzel Ward. He's a really great compliment to Denzel Ward. They have Miles Garrett, of course, Jadavian Clowney off the edge. Um, so a lot of really good talent slipping to Cleveland there. And I, of course, also love Justin Fields for the Bears, but in like a love-hate way where I want to just gouge my eyes out with a spoon so I don't have to actually watch him be successful. But I really good fit for the Bears. And, you know, they got lucky with him kind of slipping. It, yeah, it just popped you. in my head. Oh, I, sorry, Kyle, cutting you off. I it just popped in my head. the The Browns not only have four really good safeties, but now they have Denzel Ward, Greg Newsome, and Greedy Williams coming yeah. back. I mean, my goodness, that <laughs> defense is loaded. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really talented team, and one that's going to be around for probably as an ascending team in the AFC for a while. I am with Maggie and her comments about Chicago. One of my best friends is a Bears fan and has been his whole life. And so I was with him when they made the Mitch Trubisky pick. And so I saw his face melt into his hands. And he, he texted me and he said, if this is Mac Jones, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. So he, he moved to Kansas City. So he was declaring that he was abandoning his team if it was Mac Jones. So part of me is happy because I, I am the blessed Packers fan that gets to have Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. And so I'm happy for him that he finally gets to have a quarterback that he may get to see success. But as a Packers fan, I am not. This is a great pick for Chicago and one that could totally revolutionize their offense. So hate to see that in that regard. Um, the other one for me, I love that the Chargers got Rashawn Slater at 13. I think that's a great move uh, to keep Justin Herbert's career headed in the right direction. That just got started with an absolute bang last year. That's going to go a long way for them. L.A. has now put together an offensive line that consists of Corey Lindsley, Brian Bulaga, and Rashawn Slater. You're a pretty happy camper, I think, if you're Justin Herbert. Yeah, so then uh, moving on to the head-scratching pit uh, picks slash surprise selections. It's getting late, and uh, <laughs> I lost all motor function to my mouth. But um, I, I had three different third-round grade players go on night one. There was Mac Jones to the Patriots, Najee Harris to the Steelers, and uh Jamin Davis to the Washington football team. But all of those were kind of heavily predicted. Like, I think people fit those into their particular selections, um, especially connecting them to those teams. But the one really big head scratcher for me was Edge Peyton Turner out of the University of Houston to the Saints at 28. I had Turner as my 115th overall player, and I knew there were rumors swirling he might sneak in around one, but I am still pretty shocked. Yeah, to me, I think the head scratcher was, uh, you know, Davis going to the Washington football team um, as early as he did. And I mean, he's a stud, absolutely. But I still think they could have gotten him tomorrow night. 
felt like a little bit of a reach going as high as he did, even though that Washington defense is just going to be absolutely incredible. And Davis getting to play kind of behind that front is just going to be fantastic. I agree with you, Peyton Turner, super surprising for the Saints. I thought they'd go corner or wide receiver, you know, really stick it to the Packers uh, one pick before they were on the board. Um, But yeah, I mean, I like Turner as an ascending guy, but 28 seemed really rich. Yeah, and, you know, Peyton Turner is a player that I actually liked a lot when I got around to his tape. Um, Didn't expect to find an edge rusher that I was really excited about. I thought I would be talking about a late day two, early day three kind of prospect that I loved in that position. Um, Really raw edge rusher, played some interior line, and then kind of shed some weight to play at edge later in his career. So uh, really interesting selection there, especially in light of the Davenport selection a couple years back. The Saints love these um, reaches at edge in a little bit of a, a way there. But the Raiders, of course, do not care about your opinion about where players should be valued <laughs> in the draft. They just take them wherever they absolutely feel like it. So Alex Leatherwood going number 17 overall to the Raiders felt like a reach. I liked Alex Leatherwood. I would not have been upset if he was the pick at 29, um, but seems like a little bit of a reach there. Could have been a little bit more creative probably to get a little bit more value there. And Micah Parsons to Dallas was really interesting to me because it kind of felt like cornerback was where they wanted to go and with both of those guys coming off at number eight and number nine did they panic a little bit and just decide we really like linebackers let's just add another one I didn't really get that I felt like they could have gone a couple different directions there but obviously Michael Parsons could be a stud so that one maybe not something we're critical of in a couple of years but uh, some interesting things there tonight for sure of course we know that the draft has just begun though and tomorrow is day two this fun just keeps coming Uh, we get rounds two and three And the Packers currently have two more selections tomorrow night, 62 and 92 as they currently sit. And there is a lot of talent still on this board as we discussed. So before we wrap up this show, we want to spend a little bit of time talking about who is still available that could interest the Green Bay Packers on day two. Yeah, so my top available players right now are wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU, linebacker Jeremiah Oso-Koromoa, corner Ifatu Melifanu, tackle Liam Eichenberg, edge Joseph Asai, tackle Samuel Cosme, uh, offensive lineman Dylan Radens, um, and then tackle Tevin Jenkins. I, and to me, that was the biggest shock of a player who didn't go in the first round. Between him and Uso Koromoa, I, I had pretty much locked them in as first round guys. So I would expect that probably that entire group is gone by the halfway point of round two. So it will be really interesting to me to see tomorrow if Gutekunst is going to get like super aggressive with that second round pick and, and maybe target somebody to move up. <laughs> Yeah, so now that uh, now that Eric Stokes is the pick in round one, the Adebo Hive to me doesn't feel maybe as powerful <laughs> as it did a week ago. Um, I, I definitely expect a Green Bay to double or triple dip at corner, but I'm not sure they take a corner as high as you know night two now, rounds two or three, given the commitment that they made to Eric Stokes at 29. Um, I do like Brady Christensen a lot as a day two tackle if a lot of the guys that in- Andrew didn't mention already. Um, and you know, obviously he mentioned some wide receivers as well. EQ's little brother, Amon Ra is there. So still scratching the surface kind of at some wide receiver depth. So 
lot of good options still for the Packers. And we didn't even talk about the defensive line, which, I mean, obviously Christian Barmore not going in the first round. Everyone is still available on the board for them going into night two. Yeah, really, really interesting. Levi Anzariki is another player that, like, I mean, I thought could be really, really sneaky long shot at 29, but could be a really fun fit for them in this new defense alongside of Kenny Clark if he were to fall. Lots of wide receivers are going to be options. I don't want to just keep beating the table because I've already talked about you know, Elijah Moore at, at nauseum. But as we get further into day two, I mean, you're talking about tackles, wide receivers, defensive line, all these positions. If somebody falls into the 50s, I think that there could be some real value uh, to be had for the Packers. I think you start talking about uh, those players for sure, um, especially, you know, Rondell Moore has been tied to the Packers, and I don't know how far the injury gets him to fall, but I do think it's going to be interesting to see where they go with those big big positions, probably of tackle, wide receiver, and defensive line, probably the most outstanding at this point. By my count, we've talked about 12 players that that are still available, right? 12 players we really like. And that's not even factoring in, like, there's going to be some tight ends that go in the second round, probably one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's, you know, there there's other position. Well, actually, we mentioned more than 12 because you mentioned uh, Levi on Riziki. So, I mean, you know, there, there's a ton of talent available. And so there is the possibility that's, you know, one or two of these players that we're talking about slips to 62. But I, I think we probably all expect the Packers not to come out of this draft with 10 drafted rookies. Um, Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I do expect that since they weren't aggressive in moving up tonight, that they probably would be able to leverage some of those extra fourth and fifth round picks that they have to, to move up on day two. So does anyone, any one of us want to take a crack at a prediction for tomorrow, whether that be a specific player and or a move the Packers might make? That's a big no. No no one's saying anything. (laughs) You know, Andrew, I'm just still, my brain is still going back to the list of players because, I mean, this is all so fresh and we've got so many guys that are on the board. Javante Williams. Javante Williams, yeah. Davis Mills. Um, you know, like, I, I mean, I could just go down my board, but yeah. there, there's so much talent available. I, I'll, I'll make a prediction. I'm not afraid of being wrong, as I so often <laughs> am on this show. I think the Packers are going to find their way into Rondale Moore tomorrow. Okay. All right. That's fun. That, that They're going to have the... to trade up a little bit to get him. But... Yeah. The injury makes me nervous. I like the safe picks because I'm boring and I'm bald and I'm just that guy. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, I I like that a lot. I think he's a dynamic playmaker who, you know, I've been all about Elijah Moore. He adds a similar piece to the offense uh, that allows you to do a lot of those kinds of things. But, Andrew, I'm hung up on this. Asante Samuel Jr., still on the board. You know, if we get into the second round, the positional needs kind of reset to the top of the board again. So um, we start to see them take swings on quarterbacks. So we could get some quarterback picks, the running back picks that haven't happened. I mentioned Asante Samuel Jr. Um, we haven't talked about any of the interior offensive line options, right? So we talked about Creed Humphrey as a name that's been floated to the Packers. Quinn Miners, like these these picks. Landon that, Dickerson. Yeah, they're all guys who were kind of in that flirting with the Packers value at 29, but more realistically, like in this early second round, they can't all go. And I mean, the beautiful thing is if you like or dislike the Eric Stokes pick, the Packers maintaining 
the selections that they have on day two, not giving up that third round pick to move up and having all of the picks. They have four picks in rounds four and five alone. Man, they can stay and they can keep picks in the second and third round and use those day three picks to come up and get who they want. I think they're in a great position uh, to get some of these guys. That's super well said, and I, I think we'll we'll close there. Um, I just wanted to promo. I'm going to be on uh, the Game on Wisconsin stream for the the second, and I don't know if we'll go into the third round or not, but there's a bunch of really cool uh, guests, and so if you want to check me out rambling about more prospects and tr- trying to keep up with the draft on my crazy draft sheets, uh, while on a, a video stream, uh, make sure to check that out. Maggie, are you doing anything for the draft this weekend? No, I got my T-Set TV watch party and my game on watch party in today. So Saturday is Mark's birthday. So I feel like I just owe him like one day away from the draft. So I, what I'm really hoping is that the Packers trade all of their day three picks, um, into day two, and then I can just wrap it up and like take him to lunch. It would be very convenient. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packaday Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit. You can find Maggie at Maggie J. Loney, and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe and rate the podcast. Uh, we would really appreciate that. That helps us out a ton. You can catch Kyle and Maggie and myself every Friday. We'll actually be back next week at least one more time, uh, <laughs> and we'll be breaking down some of the Packers draft picks. Make sure to check out the rest of the team tomorrow and Sunday, breaking down what Green Bay does in rounds two through seven. Thanks for listening, and as always, remember... Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.